0: You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast that encourages mindfulness, gratitude, and hopefully an occasional laugh. I've
1: tried, 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 and I've tried even more. I've cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I pressed, I pushed, I yelled, and then they've of some success. But the inevitable fact is that it never will impress. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have run dry. I've tried to go fuck shopping, but there's no fucks left to buy. I've no more fucks to give, the more fucks I've tried to get. I'm over my fuck budget, and I'm now in fucking debt.
0: I love it. I've, I've, I have heard that more than a, well more than a dozen times, and it, it still <laughs> cracks me up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Thomas Benjamin Wilde, Esquire, Internet Sensation. That particular song, the full version is about three minutes, has been viewed on YouTube at the, at the time of this recording 9.5 million times. That's remarkable. Tom <laughs> joins me from uh, Bedford, England today. Welcome, my friend. Hello man lovely to be here yeah um I, i'm sure you feel like you've heard it 9.5 or played it 9.5 million times
1: yeah 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 it's uh you know it's it it's not a song that i've got fed up with yet oh good it's it's from the heart it comes from the heart and if that's to be my legacy i don't mind i, I
0: wouldn't either uh I, and you know i know the song is meant to be you know comical humorous obviously it's funny but seriously tom it's actually inspirational. <laughs> like, I mean, I think pretty much any adult who's lived enough adult life and bullshit can relate to the sentiment in that song. I've literally yeah. had a bad day and heard that song and it calmed my nerves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's, that was originally when I wrote it. Um, it was written very quickly off the back of a rather stressful work meeting. I used to work in education. Huh. Um, and it, it was the easiest song I've ever written because it it all poured out um lots of people mistake it for a song about not caring Mm. but actually it is a song about caring too much (laughs) and then reaching a breaking point where it just all all goes away um and that was the point i was at after this particular work meeting yeah Um, (laughs) i think everybody can relate one of the uh one of the uh, more
0: recent comments uh on youtube under the video uh, this guy had posted uh i quit my job earlier this year and sent this song to all the staff <laughs> via email then left the building
1: <laughs> i've had a few people i've had a few people have done that actually that happened uh yeah quite quite a few times that people have said that they've, they've messaged people as they've left work with yeah. that
0: it resonates
1: um, <laughs> so it's you, been it's been played at funerals and all that kind of stuff i've even had oh, wow. requests to send the sheet music um to people um, and it has been buried with them <laughs> yeah. well we were gonna uh, uh, we'll eventually get
0: to your website and the merchandise you actually do sell the songbook to it now right or you sell a song yeah.
1: so my uh, my ukulele songbook consists of um all 19 of my original songs one of which doesn't have any a ukulele part to it which Mm. is stop being an arsehole so the lyrics are just in there yeah um but all the other all of my other current um releases um, original song releases are in there um so you get the ukulele chords or the chords just in general because actually you Mm. could you know take a piano or a guitar or whatever um, and use that to work out the chords from that it doesn't have the um the notation in it because most people don't read notation. <laughs> <climate>. <laughs> it wasn't really. A, and actually getting that sorted out would have been a complete feat in itself. So right. it was it was, it was, was difficult enough writing down all of the chords for all of the songs because um, I hadn't done it as I was going along. Yeah. So then I had to go back through and then work out what I'd actually played on the songs.
0: Yeah. Uh, how did you get into the ukulele? I assume you started with the guitar and then...
1: Yeah, so I have played the guitar since the age of about 11, maybe. Um, But I reached a certain point as a teenager where I could bash out punk rock power chords (laughs) and never really got any better. I was quite happy with the fact that I could play and sing at the same time. And that was uh, was as far as I got with it. Um, It it kind of happened a little bit by accident. I got asked to host um, a kind of cabaret evening um in Mil- Milton Keynes um back in 2015 um and I did that I hosted it just as as a host and kind of used jokes and things like that but then they asked me back to do it the next time and I would kind of exhausted all the jokes that I had so I thought actually it'd be easier if I just played some songs um some funny songs um and because it was a kind of vintage style event it's a 1930s style nightclub mm. um headness in Milton Keynes um I basically thought guitar didn't look that good and ukulele because 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 I'm a six foot three quite a oh. big guy yeah um just looked funnier <laughs> <laughs> it just looked funnier for me to be playing a ukulele um, and it was a cheap laugh yeah um so yeah so they're, they're, they're actually pretty easy to learn how to play um, and I think the
0: sound of a ukulele kind of matches the the spirit of the song.
1: You know? yeah. I think, yeah, I think the the the, the spirit. Yeah, it, it's very much it works like that. I mean, it's, there's guitar in there as well, but it, I I think the um, well, it's the banjolele actually that adds the uh, that adds mm. that real sound to it. So the banjolele was my step up from the ukulele um, because ukulele is fine, but lots of people play the play the ukulele, mm. and and the banjolele is just a nicer looking instrument it's all aesthetics it was all aesthetics to start with um and so yeah that's that's how it all started okay well speaking of aesthetics
0: uh you know i don't know if you got the look from that 1930s themed uh, club you were just talking about but um for Someone just listening to this, not watching it on YouTube. If someone's listening to the audio, because I, I get more downloads there than I do on YouTube, um, I would describe your appearance, and you can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong in this, as a, a you know, a late nineteenth century or early twentieth century British gentleman, complete with amazing full beard. Um, so, <laughs> w- w- you know, the style is unique. Did it come from that club or did you have that going on before Yeah, that?
1: So, um, for the last kind of decade, really myself and my partner have been quite involved in, um, lots of kind of vintage events. Um, uh, my partner's a, a, a hair, was a hairstylist at that point and she used to do a lot of kind of historical hairstyling, mm. um, and vintage hairstyling. And uh, so we ended up going to a lot of events and dressing in that way because that's the way that people are dressing at those kind of things. And there's just a really nice um, look to that. Yeah. Um, I am not one of those people who tries to do completely accurate mm. kind of representations of clothes <laughs> from uh, from past eras because um, there's all kinds of issues with that, I think, um, which is fine. But, I, yeah, I'm not particularly... Uh, I'm not a purist about it because I think purism is a little bit boring <laughs> right. um, and it is quite restrictive. But yeah, it's definitely that influence. Um, I like to think of my influence as being from kind of early early um, 1900s, early 20th century right. um, uh, kind of stylings with kind of punk rock sentiments behind <laughs> them. <it.
0: laughs> Well, the uh, the beard is amazing too. I'm completely jealous. I, I've tried, you know, I've got a little uh, Tom Wild starter kit here. I, I can't, I can't do the full thing. I just, it just doesn't fill out for I,
1: me. I'm going for a trim later today. Actually, it's been a few months <laughs> since I've had a haircut and a and a trim. I'm wearing a lot of hats at the moment, uh, <laughs> um, just because I mean, we, because of the restrictions that have been going on, we've not been out and about as much as we normally would be, and so yeah. I've just been letting it all grow. Well, like um,
0: a, a quarter of the comments on YouTube are from ladies, like you know, about your beard <laughs> as much as they are about the song.
1: Well, this uh, is the thing: is actually it disguises the fact that I don't have much of a chin. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me look more, <laughs> um, more manly. There you go.
0: <laughs> well, uh, like I said before, the you know this this viral hits nine point five million. I can't even fathom. I had a, um, I had a, a meme on Twitter. That got three hundred and ten thousand likes, and you know that was the biggest. That's the closest I've come to viral. You know, it surprised me too. I didn't expect three hundred and ten thousand likes, but that's just three hundred and ten thousand likes. It actually even tied up my Twitter. I couldn't do anything because I kept getting like yeah. notifications of people retweeting. And again, that's three hundred and ten thousand. You've yeah. got nine point five million. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Did you? did you imagine did you know it was going to be this big or did you um, or see no,
1: it well you always hope that those kind of things happen i think it just hit the right time at the right point um mm. it was third of january i posted it um in 2019 mm. um and i think it just kind of caught the sentiments of a lot of people at that point it took a couple of weeks to actually to, to start really taking off i remember kind of putting it up it had about two thousand views on facebook after two weeks and i was quite <laughs> excited by that right because <laughs> all my others have had like a couple of hundred and that was uh, i said i was i was ready uh, to put another video out right and uh, my partner just turned around she's my partner's a bit of a social media expert she just ah. turned around and said just just leave it leave it a couple more days (laughs) and then literally the next day it kind of took off. I don't know what happened there. Um, but it kind of took off the, uh, the, the, the big one for me, actually the, the moment that kind of made me realize, um, how far it had gone was I I went down to our local supermarket was Sainsbury's and the security guard on the door kind of went, ah, (laughs) (laughs) you start to realize that it kind of crossed over, um, to, you know, kind of scenes and people that I, I have other than kind of seeing down the local supermarket. You got um,
0: celebrity status now. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Get recognized sometimes. Uh, so you, you, you <laughs> tour in England, right? You, uh, you. you I, w- I was meant to, I was meant to, <laughs> my first UK tour was supposed to be, um, supposed to start April, 2020. Um, uh, uh, worst, and, and obviously that got a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> completely yeah so i played at, you know, sporadic gigs and festivals and things like that hmm. um they had to cancel some of the the um the dates on the tour yeah um just because we couldn't reschedule because literally everybody is trying to reschedule gigs in at the moment right right, um, right. from things that have been missed out and every time they've rescheduled mine it seems that it kind of coincides with another phase of, of lockdown course. or whatever um so i've got now some dates which i guess you could call a tour call a tour i'm, mm. I'm going from here up to edinburgh yeah. and down to london oh, wow. and across to other places as well um but they're happening sporadically throughout the next few months um so i'm keeping my fingers crossed that actually those are going to go ahead I played yeah. my first my first show in 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 eighteen months um back in July, which was great it was mm. really good fun um but yeah, so I've not really had the chance to go and properly tour about. I was supposed to tour the second album um but by the time I actually play some of those gigs, the third album's going to be coming out <laughs> yeah.
0: so uh, so you've got two out now and you 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 have a third one on the way,
1: yeah. Third one is looking to be at some point in the autumn, I think. Okay, providing all goes to plan. Yeah, the, something in November time.
0: Yeah, one thing I, I really wanted people to know is that that you are much much more than that one song. Uh, you have other such uh, hits as uh, "Well, This Is Shit." <laughs> uh, I don't want kids. Uh, Could you really not just put this in an email? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Um, I'm just here for the swearing. Stop. You mentioned before, stop being an asshole and awkward encounters while walking my dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was actually the first song I ever wrote. Um, awkward um, encounters while walking my dog. Um, and that's the name of the first album as well. Um, yeah. And it's about kind of being accosted by drunk people in the park while I'm out walking my <laughs> a German shepherd.
0: <laughs> you, you've got you've got a video out uh very recently that describes the your process and um you know and i want people to check that out in its entirety but can you give us a kind of summarized view of like i mean it won't you talk about at one point that you know it's it starts with maybe the chorus and then maybe you start whistling a tune or yeah humming.
1: so what tends to happen is and something will occur to me so it might be that i am looking at something on social media or I'm at work or often when I'm out walking the dog, to be quite honest, something, you know, (laughs) that's, that, that's the time when I'm, when I'm thinking, you know, within my own thoughts. Um, and a subject might pop into my head. So for example, work emails, (laughs) um, or or, or work meetings, actually not work emails, but work meetings, pointless work meetings that, you know, you could just obtain all the information from an email. Hmm. Um, and then kind of a hook line comes from that, um, which kind of has some kind of rhythm to it. So could you really not just put this in an email? Works right. quite nice rhythmically. You know, <laughs> I don't want kids is quite nice. Um, I've no more fucks to give. Yeah, it's right. quite yeah. a nice rhythmically. And then it goes from there. And then, so yeah, and then I'll be, so I'll start jotting stuff down at that point. Um, and usually it's out when I'm walking my dog, I'll start whistling something to myself and and formulating little tunes and I record them on my phone Mm -hmm. um, and then go back and build it from there really. Um, So that's, that's the process until eventually we get to a point where there's lots of going back and forth, various things, even at the point of where I'm sending them across to the chap who mixes it all down and produces it. Mm. um, I still then re-record vocals and lyrics and tidy it all up and stuff at that point. Um, So yeah. That's that's the the long and the short
0: of the so, process. So in essence, if I hear a song in the near future called uh, "Dumb Fucking Podcast," you know, <laughs> then I should I should uh, be honored or uh, take,
1: it, take take it personally. <laughs> this is the thing I've got to be careful because I've got a song called um, "Apologies for the Late Reply," which is um, basically a list of reasons why I don't end up replying to emails in a in a timely fashion. Um, and the last verse is very much about. Hoping that people go away if I just ignore the email, <laughs> but actually them being persistent. Well, I, um, I, I was <laughs> going away. I was going to pound you. <laughs> um, I've got.
0: I have this this stupid habit on email where, like, if I've got something going on, whether it's I'm contacting someone for an interview or someone's contacted me for whatever reason, you know, I'll I'll click the little um, the little star that that's an important yeah. message, but then I go back to look at my email and like. 75 percent of them are starred it's like what the hell was the point
1: (laughs) because it's just all they're all
0: starred so anyway
1: i also don't i also was terrible at deleting emails as well once i finished I I, I just the streams of emails and then end up having to look back through them all um, trying to find um or try to remember the name of the person that emailed me about that specific thing so i can type it into a search yeah Um, i I actually
0: i filled up a uh this is a, a about 2 years ago i filled up a gmail account like and you, you wouldn't think that you could do that <laughs> i've had a warning about mine i've yeah, had a warning about mine think, you emails. get like 15 gigs but i i think i or i did i filled up one and i had to go through and wipe out a bunch of stuff but well uh <laughs> well tom if uh if people want to follow you and find out what you're doing what's going on uh tell them where they can go
1: uh, so yeah i mean i i've i'm on all the social media platforms um, except for tiktok i'm not on there yet either um, I, I
0: tried, I, I I just don't, it just doesn't work I, for
1: me. <laughs> I. Do you know what? I've got a horrible feeling that I'm going to have to end up on there. Apparently I'm big on TikTok. People keep telling me that I should be on there. Um, I actually wrote a song <laughs> about the reason I called it. We can't stop spoiling it for the kids, um, which is about, grown adults invading young people's spaces and ruining them which is very much about <laughs> my reasons for not wanting to go on to tiktok right. i don't want to be the kind of the the 41 year old tragic person who goes on there trying to get down with the kids and yeah. um, and means that those kids move on to something doing something completely different um so yeah um so yeah facebook uh I was about to say MySpace. Then the my age. <laughs> you are. You are <laughs> no, in my. i on MySpace. You are in my age bracket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I re- I remember Facebook, YouTube. I mean, YouTube's the 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 big one at the moment. Um, Instagram, Twitter. I I'm on Twitter. Sometimes I find Twitter exhausting. It, um, because I, it just feels like lots of people shouting at each other. It is. And snarking at each other. And I, one of my one of my big things as well is that I don't get into political debates with people on the computer or on, on social media. Twitter is worthless
0: for you. <laughs> it's
1: not, it's not helpful. Nobody changes their mind. I mean, Oh, social media um, is another song, which is very much about that. Um, was very nearly called quick. Get off of Twitter. Um, but <laughs>
0: I, I would actually give it up if it. excuse me, if it weren't for one reason. And, and really it's this only reason I, I occasionally find people like you know kind of like yourself, like people yeah. that are you know uh have a a following and a a, a semi celebrity status i've had uh two i've had two i've had three interviews uh that I found the person through twitter and their their people wanted to you know so those downloads I had a lot of downloads yeah. but but when I like promote something on Twitter it is crickets and tumbleweeds it is yeah. nothing nobody clicks off that platform
1: exactly I, mean, I find it exactly the same um i get i mean when you mentioned the number of uh, you know interactions that you'd had on that on that tweet it's kind of like, oh I'm quite jealous of because uh, <laughs> i don't get any kind of leeway with any kind of headway with twitter at all but, see um, that, but, but it's that... because i'm not I, I feel like it's because i'm not ranting and and trying to trying to snark and one-up people um that's often what that i have to get off of there every so often because actually you end up doom scrolling on twitter far more than you do elsewhere i find
0: yeah it's it's toxic for a lot of reasons i mean we i could have a whole episode on that but uh so don't bother with twitter but they can find you on on facebook
1: i am on twitter i do go on there (laughs) and when there's when there's some some kind of uh spat is quite amusing. Then it's quite fun to go on there. But you know, I don't, I don't engage yeah. really on there at all. Um, I feel so I have like the,
0: I have my most, the most follower. I've got six thousand something followers on Twitter. But like I said, I, I could post, like I could post that forty five second clip we watched at the beginning of uh, No Fucks Left to Give. I could post that and put a little funny caption with it, and that will get you know, a couple hundred likes out of my six thousand yeah. followers. And then I could post a promo of you and I talking and it it will
1: get one like, Yeah,
0: like nobody yeah. cares about my podcast
1: on Twitter. Oh, the, well, the, the, the other thing is, <laughs> I mean, that's what just here for the swearing is about because if I share no more fucks, I can guarantee it's going to get, you know, interactions like shares, all of that kind of thing. Right. You know, even after three years, um, if I try and put something new out there that doesn't have a swear in it, then quite often it just <laughs> doesn't go anywhere at all. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, that's what just here for the swearing was about. It was a bit. It was a bit of a a, a dig at people who just want to hear me saying sweary words. Yeah, um, but also well. people, you know, people often miss the point of a lot of the songs. I I feel like my um my kind of political and social opinions are very up front and centre, but people don't. Then People completely say, overlook them. Yeah. People just don't notice them, and then tell me off when I if I get a little bit political. <laughs> like for example, when I um, the beginning of the stop being an asshole, um, the live version of that, um, I I I mentioned kind of you know this song's dedicated to um, uh, sexist, racist, homophobes, transphobes, right. ableists, and then said Donald Trump and. Yeah. The, the reaction I've I i do not read often read youtube comments and I don't I'm not bothered to read youtube comments off the back of that because right. as soon as you do that it's like a, it's like a red rag it's uh, crazy it I, it's insane how people just
0: react as if like you're not entitled to your own political opinion yeah
1: <laughs> and and then you get kind of people telling you not to be political I liked your music until you were political it's just like that you didn't because the second song on my first album is mm. is about boris johnson right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a critique of boris johnson and jacob rees mogg so you're not listening properly if you if you don't
0: there, there's a there's a comedian an american comedian named uh steve steve hofstetter his last name is weird so i probably messed it up there hofstetter i think but he um for a long time, he was apolitical. He was not political in his comedy, and he had and he grew a following. He he's, um, he tours nationwide, and um. But through the Trump administration, uh, yeah, he was almost forced to become political because of the absur- yeah. absurdity of it, and um. So he, what happened is he lost. You know the conservatives that were that liked him, but actually his following increased because then. Yeah. He had people that like, yes, you're saying what I'm thinking, you know, and so he actually got, became more popular Yeah, when he stepped out there.
1: I, you know, I'm I'm quite happy to put my opinions out there, mm. but I'm not going to argue with someone on social media it, it's about them because there's, there's you don't change anybody's mind. Right. <laughs> and there's, there's plenty of people on Twitter who have made careers out of doing exactly that. But I, I I find that exhausting. Yeah, me I, too. I find it absolutely exhausting. I'm just not in to... it for
0: that, right? <laughs> well, um, all right, folks, go check out uh, TomBWild.com. And, uh, I mean, they can get your albums there, your songs, yeah, there's mer- so, merchandise there.
1: Yeah, so the merchandise is linked to Dizzy Jam Shop, who ship worldwide, um, who do T-shirts and hoodies and that kind of thing you can also buy cds i i package and sell the cds directly myself and the songbooks oh, wow. um so ukulele songbooks um but also i have a new single coming out um, at the end of this month um okay. which is called um let's get ready to turn it on um so yes that should awesome. be coming out um towards the end of the month
0: cool.
1: um, and as i say new album hopefully out in November.
0: Awesome. Well we'll look for it. And uh so if you're listening, go follow Tom on all the social media platforms. I'll link all that stuff in the notes. Brilliant. Um if you're listening to this show, uh on Spotify uh, or Google, subscribe, YouTube subscribe, uh hit the like button, all that good stuff.
1: Should also and- mention should also mention my patron as well, because I, I do have Please a do. patron. Okay. Um so, yeah, you can subscribe on there. I, I, I try and post on there every week. And actually, if you're interested in hearing any of the new material in its kind of raw early f- demo form, um, then I post that stuff to Patreon as well. Excellent. Uh, I'll, yeah, we'll link all that. Yeah.
0: There you go. Well, uh, Tom, thanks so much for your time, man. It's been a blast.
1: No worries at all. Thank you very much for having me.